Falcons fans, welcome in. It is episode 32 of Out of Your Falcon Mind, Atlanta Falcons Fancast. I am John, one of your hosts, joined by my co-host, Mike Cottrell. What is going on, bud? What's going on, buddy? Happy to be back here with my man, Troy, once again. It's my first time meeting Troy, actually. My first time with all us being together. I'm so excited. Happy to be here. Out of my Falcon mind, as usual. Yeah, that's right. We got Troy on the show again to uh, go over. Uh, we, we, he and I both, since the linebacker uh, class is pretty deep as well. I didn't think, unless we wanted to do a three-hour show, that we needed to do uh, linebackers and another position group because it would have just been forever. So we just split the duties on the linebackers. Troy took about half. I took a, I took some. And we're still not going to get to everybody because, again, we're not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and go to every linebacker that possibly is going to be drafted or, you know, or be unfrat, undrafted free agent. You know, that's not going to happen. But, uh, Troy, how you doing, man? I'm good, Mike, man. Good, good to finally meet you and do a show with you. I've been man, it. man, it's on, buddy. You always hold it down when I'm absent. And I just see you got a Matt Ryan jersey behind you. So once again, always a fan, always welcome. That's it. Second biggest Matt Ryan fan behind Mike. I love it, man. I love it. That's right. Um, Mike, how's your uh, last few weeks been? Man, you've been... Uh, it's been good. Hey, I just want to start the show off with a good one. Uh, my Valentine's Day was amazing, man. Uh, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, okay. So I spent it with my <laughs> new girlfriend. So we, uh, I got a crazy oh, wait, wait, wait. Same girlfriend, right? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. You said yeah. you know, I didn't like like. New oh, I don't switch like, that fast. Jesus, get, you know, give me some. So right. Uh, yeah, so okay. um, so we go to the mountains of Georgia. I really put on like I got candles on the floor. Everything is dope. Uh, rose petals on the floor. Like I really did my thing. I was proud of myself. It was epic, right? But the funny part was, uh, the dude charged me. Okay, so this is my first um Airbnb I've ever gotten, right? Mm -hmm. The cleaning fee for this house that I got a whole house was $160. So I felt like, damn, that's kind of outrageous, but it is a whole house. Oh, okay. Um, a pretty nice house uh, overlooking the mountains of North Georgia. It was cool. But so when I put rose petals down, I don't know if this was wrong or right, but I didn't feel like I should go around the whole house and get all the damn rose petals up because I paid a hundred. What else were you doing? Like we didn't dirty up anything. I probably should have, but you had no vacuum. I wasn't doing the shit by hand. I paid you $160. I felt like you have a vacuum. You can vacuum the shit up. It's no problem. Um, I thought that that was included in the shit. Like I didn't feel like I had to take out the trash and wash the dishes that wasn't included in the shit. Um, so but we washed the dishes and took out the trash. The only thing was the rose petals. So the dude must have came in the house and saw the rose petals and was so furious that I left the rose petals that he just said that we basically rock starred the whole fucking house. Like we, he said the couch was soaking wet. Now what, how would we even what? do that? It would, what did, do we take a shower with the couch? <laughs> now, how freaky do you think I am? Like I was being romantic, but I'm not, I wasn't that freaky that we put the, the couch in the shower. How would the couch be soaking wet? He said, we burned the carpet in several places. Uh, he said that we put holes in the carpet in several places uh, and we broke some dishes and we didn't, we didn't even hardly use shit. The house was so, man, we stayed in one room, if you know what I mean. You, right. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it, it was no, no way to do that. And the dude uh, was like, he asked me for like $3,000. Oh. And when I saw the charges, I, I was thinking he was talking about for the rose petals. So I'm like, dog, for a vacuum? I'm like, I paid 160 for rose petals. 
And when he, when I saw the list, I was like, man, I told him go fuck yourself in every type of way. And I told him I had a ball and I should have pissed on the carpet. And I told Airbnb, I'm not giving you nothing. You can do whatever you want to do. But I just thought that was weird that he would do that. I guess he saw that and said, I'm gonna make a, like I can make a huge claim and see if I get some money from him or Airbnb. But I just thought it was so, he kind of spoiled the whole thing, but I still had a great time. Should have pissed on the carpet. I know you're not listening, but go to hell, buddy. Had a great time. <laughs> it was it was a world. dope time. He just ruined it. And then the next day, she took me to go see the Hawks, which was amazing. I was in there with uh, Kyle Pitts and everything. It was dope. There but that go. dude did try to rip me off. Have you heard from him since? No, uh, he's contacted me saying, like, uh, what do me? He tried to charge me a pet fee afterwards of $50. I'm like, dog, I paid you. Y'all don't even want to know what I paid for this room, like, overall. Like, so... Uh-huh. I'm like, everything should have then to come afterwards say, yeah, okay, it's a pet fee. Well, I told you I was bringing a dog. It's not like I sprung that on you. You never said this. And then he said it was it was like another fee and the damages that. And I was like, dog, you got a better chance at, man, selling waterfront property in Washington, D.C. You, you should have. I ain't, man, look. Apparently, you should have took photos everywhere before you left. I know. You know what? Something thought of me. But I said, why would somebody, he probably do this all the time. He wouldn't just make up something. And I knew like the rose petals, I knew, I didn't know if that was wrong or right, but I did feel like for $160, you can vacuum. But I think that pissed him off. And he probably said, I can make a huge claim if I greatly exaggerate. Mm-hmm. Like we was in there doing rock star shit. Like, why would the, how would the whole couch be wet? He said, we broke a door. Like, just so like we had guitars and shit, <laughs> like on Valentine's Day, like, what dude, would I'm we here. be doing? Right. It's like, I'm here yeah. my, with my girlfriend on Val. What do you think? That's what I told the Airbnb dude, because he's contacting me like, man, can we get your side of story? I said, no, I'm going to start off with I ain't giving you shit. That's my <laughs> side. Then two, uh, man, I was with my girlfriend. We was being romantic, dog. How would I be breaking shit? And what type of kinky? Come on, man. <laughs> no. How would we wet up our entire couch? That's I'm not that good, man. Troy, you got questions. So, so, so Airbnb, yeah, I, I do. I do have questions. This is this is fascinating. Yeah, so Airbnb, Airbnb doesn't have any like liability, or they can't just hit your credit card or anything, can they? No, 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 no. Uh, they where they well, I'm seeing that now, but I don't think they can because they keep as he's requesting it, and I yeah. went online and there's so many people online that were a host who said that they basically have to just ask the people for the money. And if you don't want to pay, you don't yeah. have to. But but I guess Airbnb will pay it. But I even told Airbnb, oh, wow. man, y'all shouldn't cover shit. He's scamming y'all. He did that shit to himself. And I, I told him, I'm not, but y'all shouldn't cover it either, man. Did, 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 did he have pictures of damage or anything? You think he yes. Had- Look, here's the crazy part. He damaged shit. He didn't have pictures of the couch or the door or the glasses. He said he had already cleaned that shit up. But he did put holes in the carpet and burned a small piece of the carpet. This Man, this dude just wanted to renovate wow. his damn house. I'm going to tell you. And look, he asked for $3,000. When I saw it, I'm thinking, for rose petals? Like, man, and I'm thinking, damn, I should have got them rose, them damn rose petals up. But then when I saw the damages, I'm like, wait a minute. And I'm thinking, oh, and I told him, I said, you a fucking scumbag because I know what you're doing. And he was wow. like, no, man, I just walked in and it just seems like you guys had a great time. And I said, I did have a great time, if you know what I mean. But I really said some things in the, you know, that I can't say on the podcast. But yeah, it was a man, I had an amazing time. I'm gonna tell you, hold on for a minute. I scratch that. I always spend Valentine's Day just picking the girl I think looked the best and trying to, you know what, to spend it with my a girlfriend was mind blowing. 
I let me start the show like that. It was to, it was a new experience. It was a better experience. If that would, I thought it would be a way worse and boring experience. It was a dope experience. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Because yeah. uh, like, so we just talked about that with the pound for pound guys. Yeah, <laughs> about what right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was dope until he did that. So that was just, but he's not getting it down for me. So I'm still happy with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that because uh, yeah, you still y'all started dating like during the sh show, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Early yeah. on in the season, yeah. yeah so yeah, which I was yeah. So of. you did get to see the okay, yeah. Yeah, we've seen the whole yeah. like uh, yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like uh, it's like a nice love story in the background going on. And if so, I crash yeah. and burn, everybody knows. <laughs> well, I have, have, have to have an entire episode on that. <laughs> I'm just crying. <laughs> I'm reading the love yeah. letter. <laughs> yeah, talk about sad falcon story right right you talking about right injuries <laughs> right <laughs> you remember when michael vick right uh, hit the pro the right pro yeah how sad yeah. was that yeah it was damn sad yeah. um man that's awesome though yeah. um other than the guy being a, a tool but yeah yeah uh, that's good um that's good. yeah yeah and speaking of which i guess um i keep every time i do a part we do a podcast you know like on anchor i have to put in a you know, what season it is and what number it is. I kept thinking like, I could always put it in season one because I, I guess technically we're still season one. Yeah. But I guess what we'll do is we'll just run it with the league season. So like when the yeah, free agency starts, like March 16th, then we'll start. That'll yeah. be our season two, I'm with you. I, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, well, man, uh, before we get into any Falcons talk, uh, real quick, how to contact us, how to listen to us, how to watch us. Of course, you can watch us on YouTube. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, you can go ahead and click and subscribe because you're already there. So you might as well just do that. Uh, you can listen to us on anchor.fm, uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. And of course, on iTunes and Spotify, like we say every time, you can leave us a five-star review. Write us a few words on iTunes. We will shout you out. It helps us uh, tremendously just uh, get our name out there to be seen by more Falcons fans and get more listeners. And, uh, you know, we can have, have some more fun with it. But, uh, and, uh, and finally, you can contact us at atlfalconfancast at gmail.com. If you want to send an email, we actually have an email to read today. Uh, and you can uh, follow us on out of your uh, out of your F and mind, the letter F, the letter N, mind on Twitter, out of your falcon mind on uh, Instagram. And uh, yeah, so getting into it, guys, uh, before we go to linebackers and whatnot, uh, Phil hey, Yates. John, yeah, yeah, what's up? Right before you start, uh, I just want to give an additional shout out to the dude that nominated us at Manscaped. Yeah, Savion Mixon. Yep. Yeah, I really thought that was awesome. Thank you, buddy. Yep, yep. And he actually, um, he actually has a podcast too. Yeah. That was uh, awesome. Him, him and his. Yeah, him. I'll, actually, I'll, I'll think of. I'll, I'll get it up here in a second, but uh, we can plug it for him because he and two of his buddies started a podcast and uh, pretty awesome. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick. Oh yeah, Sacrifice Breed Success. Yeah, so he started so it's pretty cool yeah it's, it's cool yeah yeah, that yeah man, cool. it's it's him and two of his friends uh and i mean they just it's it's a it's a it's, it's cool y'all just need to y'all need to take a listen to it, I gotta um, check it out. yeah you know same yeah. same spots that you can catch us of course so yeah go check them out um yeah anyway uh so phil yates this week uh put out a thing on Twitter that just said, you know, basically what Matt Ryan's cap hit was going to be this year. And it'd be the largest if we ever, which I didn't think was breaking news um, to Falcons fans. I thought if you were a fan of the team, you pretty much knew that already, but I, I guess I was wrong. I mean, I know there's different levels of fandom, but like there was shit coming out on Twitter, like how you Ryan, people are going to defend this now. And like, 
and I, I put a tweet out like trying to explain it just really, really simple terms. So like, you know, it was very easy to understand. Um, so if you don't understand, so he's owed $48 million this year uh, because he's restructured his contract 145 times and the money keeps getting pushed back. So now that's coming due. Now, of course, he's not a $48 million a year quarterback. That's asinine. His salary is $16 million a year, which is about mm -hmm. where probably should be. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I saw dudes saying he should take a pay cut. Like, why? I mean, this is why would you do this? I mean, you, this is money that's owed to him that he earned. I mean, right? I mean, he because he, you, you, the market determines what you're worth, right? So why why do you take a pay cut? And uh, so yeah, I, I I I mean, could they extend him and and reduce the hit? Yeah, of course they could. Will they? We don't know. You know, um, so I, I I didn't think it was that uh, mind blowing listen, to people, but my God, y'all listen to the words John just said. I'm gonna pick out three of them. Uh, do and owned and earned it's due <laughs> it's his money like he's earned it it's due he's already earned it it's just coming now of, of course john said he isn't a 48 million dollar i'm his biggest fan and i'm telling you no way but i'm just telling you like it is due he's earned it in the past he was generous enough and flexible enough to do that now it's due that's all it is yep yeah and i mean it's he's got i mean I don't know. I, I couldn't understand some of this because it's, it's just, it kind of just boils down to math. I mean, you know, simple math and it's just what he's done over the years. And I mean, he's not going to, no player would take it. Would you, I mean, would you take no. a pick out at your job to, I mean, of course you wouldn't. Troy, I got a question. Cause you is second biggest fan. I, I have a question. How yeah. do you feel right now when you hear, um, when you see those tweets and you see those people that really seem to, say it with vengeance, like, man, man, now how do you explain, like, they don't want him to get the money or they feel like he should get cut every time we have a losing season. Like, what is your reaction to those type of fans? Or are you ever about to get on that boat with frustration uh, with him? Uh, uh, oh, no, no. I mean, like, like we've said a million times, and you guys said at the very first episode talking about the Super Bowl is it's none of this is his fault. I mean, the, the, the Big, big part of the reason why the Falcons have been what they are, meaning, meaning as good as they they have been, is because of Matt Ryan. So mm. definitely not his fault. I'm I'm a long ways from getting on that train. No, yeah, yeah I mean I'm not I'm not in the camp of let's extend him for another five years. You know, he's definitely right. back into his career. But but no, he he's he's owed that money. Like John said, I mean he it was part of his his deal to kind of back end it. Tom Brady did it his career. Yeah, it was it was really just an attempt to help the team out you know yeah. front part of his career when he was in his prime so yeah. no i'm definitely not in that camp yeah oh yeah and and, and, and i love troy buddy <laughs> i love troy i'm with I've met everyone before they come on uh, yeah, they have right. answer so, a few yeah. questions <laughs> yeah. yeah how do you feel about number two yeah right <laughs> it is. first first question yeah. it was part of the job interview yeah right <laughs> i love it uh, yeah no um but yeah, and I mean, it's really, and if you want to blame anybody, you can blame Dimitrov for, for uh, restructuction yeah. and, and getting us in the spot. But I mean, exactly. I and, mean, the, and the thing is, don't punish him for being flexible because, you know, that was a favor early yeah, on. So don't, yeah. Oh, yeah. He pushed, off, he pushed off money he was doing. Yeah, earlier that's what I'm saying. Don't punish so, him yep. for being flexible. Yep. I mean, yeah. So now there's talk of possibly uh, trade now. And, and this is, it's, and then I don't know, you probably saw this too, uh, Mike. We went off, or I went off, uh, and we both did, but I kind of really went off um, the last episode about Calvin um, because it, the whole okay. thing blew up about him again. And 
some yeah. dude posted a photo from two years ago and well mm-hmm. it was just so stupid so i'm not gonna get into it again but mm-hmm. anyway uh but there is talk now possibly that uh we could be trading not only calvin but a potential grady jarrett trade which both would possibly net first round picks i mean and so uh, because you look at it great, and it's like I, at first, now when I first heard Grady, Jones, I was like, "Hell no, there's no way he is." Like we've got to have him there anchoring that defense in the, in this in this in the middle. Because then you're looking at not only do we not have a pass rush at all, we're gonna be starting. I mean, you, you, if you if you trade Grady, I think you're just saying, "Okay, this is this is a full on rebuild." Yes, and and we are starting with young guys in this. I mean, and now this is before we do any free agency, of course, too. So. There are, I mean, there there was a mock. I think PFF maybe did it. Troy, I don't know if you saw it. Was like a a, a mock draft where, uh, not a mock draft, a mock um, kind of where free agents may go, and they had Harold Landry coming to us uh, from the Titans for on, on a, like a four year, sixty million dollar deal, um, which oh. that's the dude I wanted. Like I've wanted from day one since the season ended. So like I would love that if they can find the money and figure it out, but. Um, you know, 12 sacks. I think he had 12 sacks last year with the Titans. Can y'all hear my dog going crazy in the background? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He is pissed off about somebody. Anyway. Um, He's excited about Landry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway. Um, so, but Grady, you know, at, at 2023, he's going he's gonna to be a free agent. So, unless, unless he wants to continue his career and extend him, like he's got to want to be here, right? Yeah. So like, and I, I nothing, and, and Troy and I think we talked about this. Like I didn't, I haven't seen anything. Like he always works his ass off, so I haven't seen yeah. anything like outwardly that he was. It was like with Deion Jones, you saw the drop off in play. Yeah. You saw the like the just kind of not want to be there type of thing. You didn't really see that. You didn't see that at all, Grady. So mm-hmm. it's all speculation. I don't know, but I mean the 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 prospects of having two more first round picks in a draft like this one, yeah, is pretty appealing to me. I'm with you. Troy, and I'm and I love Grady, uh, but damn, I, that'll be hard. But like you said, coming free agent, like anyway soon, so we gonna have to pay him anyway. Might as well kind of get ahead be, of him. And he will be the north side of thirty, so I mean, it's not. not that's like, what I'm saying. So we I might mean, as well get a young dude that we can under. Yeah, but that's gonna hurt because we're gonna be starting all the way up. He's all we got on the line. Yeah, well, and the your thing only is, weapon. Yeah, and the thing is, too, he's not like the prototypical guy for like a three-four because he's yeah. not that big, burly nose tackle. And tip. but we play so much in nickel that you know it yeah. works out. But we, you know, and until Anthony Rush, I mean, did a decent job next to him. I mean, you know, he was getting doubled most of the time. So you know, yeah. if we could upgrade that position next to him, I don't know, Troy. What do you think, man? No, I think for both him and Calvin, it's like you said. Uh, how much do they want to be here, especially for Calvin? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get rid of either one of them, honestly. But if, if Calvin doesn't want to be here, or if his head's not in the right spot, then yeah, if we can get a first round for him, sign me up. Not, I mean, I don't, I don't like the idea of getting rid of Grady at all. I, I love Grady. Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, Mike, he is our pass rush at this point, so we're starting back from square one. But mm-hmm. yeah, to resign after after next year, then or I guess twenty twenty three, then I'd, I'd be okay with it for a first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm more open to it now than I thought, because I mean, I guess and if, if, if this if this draft wasn't deep in like the positions that we really need, then yep. I'd probably think a little differently. But I mean, I kind of agree with that. But it's it's I mean, dude, I mean, just looking at it, man, like this is a first year. And look, I mean, I've always followed the offseason, never as in depth as I am now because of mm-hmm. the show. Right. I mean, like I've never uh, you know, like when it's normally for me, like 
I don't know about you, Troy, but when the football season ends, like I'm kind of on to NBA, like more hardcore NBA, and then like, you know, March Madness. And then baseball obviously is, is ramping up, you know, it should be. We should be playing a Braves Red Sox preseason game today, but yeah, no kidding. Never mind, never mind about that. So, <laughs> uh, and, and so, but now it's like, dude, like, you know, I'm watching film on these dudes that are going in the draft multiple times a week and taking down notes. And so I, I'm more invested now because of the show than I ever have been in, in the off season. So like, and, and just seeing, like, I've never seen, and, I, and it's not like I, don't, I just turn my head from the, all cause I'll, I'll watch the combine, even though I think it's ridiculous to, you know, watch the, you know, it is interesting to see the guys that you followed and you like, see how they perform mm -hmm. in certain drills. Cause it doesn't always like, I'm more of a, definitely watch the film and see how, what it looks like in pads against competition more than I am right. how it translates, you know, in your underwear. But like, you know, like, so there are certain drills, you know, like you want to see the 40 time, you want to see the three cone drill for like, you know, defender, like a uh, lineman and stuff like that. See how quick they can move their hips, drop their hips, you know, explode all that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember a draft that you can literally say that the top 50 or 60, they're going to be, it's going to be really good talent, man. Like really good mm -hmm. talent. I mean, there's not a ton, there's not a whole lot separating these guys. And that's what I've noticed. Like every position group we go through, I mean, from the best guy to like the least, I will say talented guy, there's not a ton of, I mean, there's like, there's, tech, there's, there's technique that's, that, you know, that could be improved from those less guys. But as far as like size and ability, man, they're all, they're all pretty close. It's pretty, pretty good. Answer this, John. Look, so, so far out of everybody you've seen, if you're, if you had to draft one person, who you, who would you want the most? If you had to pick one. Uh, I asked the same question, Mike. <laughs> you did? Yeah. Troy, what'd you say? Whew. Uh, and, okay, anybody on the table, basically? I mean, anybody thing? on the table, um, except like the first round. I mean, the first set. Like somebody so you, first couple of can't get. Okay, well, that's, that, that brings me to this point. So, like, Kayvon Thibodeau, who's been like, mostly projected to go one or two or maybe three so, and until the last like maybe what what two or three weeks Troy they've been talking about like the drop yeah. uh you know there, there was a, a story out that he didn't he wasn't like a a full force type guy he was lazy and whatnot which I went back and watched because I wanted to like I when I originally when I when we when, when we did edge rushers I went through and I didn't watch a ton of Kayvon because I didn't think we had a chance of getting him. So I, I watched a little bit just because I hadn't seen a lot of Oregon games. So I watched maybe two games, impressive as hell. But all this stuff started coming out like, yeah, he's just a speed guy. He's not, you know, and you hear that from Falcons fans, you're like, you think, like, oh, shit, Big Beasley. Right. And you're <laughs> like, he's going there. Right. And so <laughs> I was like, no, you know, like that's not what I saw. And I, but I was like, shit, did I, was I buying into the hype? You know, when I watched it, was I just like saying like, and, and that's what affected my judgment. So I went back mm -hmm. and watched, I watched like four games this time. I didn't see that, man. That dude, he's, 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 he does have speed, but he, the, the biggest difference to him and Vic is he does convert that speed to power. Like he can, yeah. he can, when he bull rushes tackles, those dudes go backwards in a hurry, okay. like for the most part. Um, and he doesn't have he doesn't have a ton of counter moves yet. The ones he has are pretty damn good. But because he wins so much with that speed to power, he doesn't need them. I mean, okay. like he's 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 like he's a sick athlete, dude. He's like six foot five, two hundred and seventy pounds or something like that. Sixty five, maybe I don't remember. But the way he can move up and down the line, just I mean, that, to me, it is it seemed ridiculous. Now he, he does have I don't know. 
some like some off the off the football field interest that you know may mm -hmm. I don't know it's just one of those things I mean uh talent talent wise I mean and with how devoid our pass rush is yeah I mean like he'd be great if he's there at eight Kyle Hamilton though from the safety from uh Notre Dame yeah. the best second that I, I can't really compare him but Mike like he he might be one of those game changing safeties like Sean Taylor was he's Ooh, a he's a thing to say that's a, a hard thing yeah, I'm not comparing him yet, but like he's yeah. he's got that ability. I think he's yeah. a big, imposing downhill, okay. but can cover. I mean, like very smart player. I mean, it's yeah, we haven't got the safeties yet as far, but yeah. I mean, we'll but go through like it when we get to him. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, Troy, what you say, Troy? Have you got so, one player? So, so I would definitely go Edge, and uh, I mean, if it were anybody, I guess the debate would be what, whether you take Hutchinson over Thibodeau, but. I don't think either of them will be there. If Thibodeau were to fall, I'd probably go Thibodeau. But uh, I would definitely – I mean, knowing what we know today, assuming Calvin's coming back, I would have to go edge. Okay. Yeah, yeah and I think I think a lot of people have kind of like um, like edge kind of PTSD because of we, the luck we've had, I guess, with it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you just got to hit. You got you to get the right guy. Right, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I mean, I understand it, but also this is a different regime. Like, we got we got to see like – exactly clearly TD couldn't evaluate an edge to save his life because Vic, um, Tack McKinley, um, you know, yeah. I mean, so I just, I just, you know, I don't, I don't think that that's really the case with these guys. And like I said, with this edge class being so deep, I mean, I, even if we don't go edge first, we can still get a solid edge, whether we go late in the first, if we do get a pick from somebody, if we trade or early second, I think they'll be there. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just a matter of how they want to go. And we, and we didn't talk about corner, but, but Troy, I mean, like, Sauce Gardner, Trent McDuffie, like we you talked about, Trent McDuffie is a great fit for the Falcons. I mean, if if they have a chance there to have two lockdown corners, that also are going to help the the pass rush. I mean, I don't think it's. I mean, it's sad, but we have so many holes in like pretty important places that it's as long as position, as long as we fill it, I mean, like you know, we 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 we're going to make progress one way or the other. So I mean, mm -hmm. I'm, but yeah, I mean, like I said, just. Player-wise, probably, you know, Thibodeau, Hamilton, you know, that that for me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hope we talk. get one of them. Hmm? I, I said, I hope we get one of them and we don't. <laughs> yeah, oh, we We draft a kicker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, a, not, not eight, an eight. Eight, eight. Eight overall, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, eight overall. It'd be the first team in history. We wouldn't do any more podcasts, man. I'd be like, yeah, no, no, no right. podcast is over. <laughs> we just yeah, switched would... just to a music podcast. Exactly. We'll talk about <laughs> yeah. music. That'd be it. Music in your love life. That'll be it. Yeah, they, right, right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Give advice. No, no more Falcons. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, and the other news as well, um, former Bears uh, general manager Ryan Pace joined uh, the scouting department. And a lot, a lot of people lost uh, their mind. Not lost their minds, but were like, you know, upset about that um, because, you know, the, the Bears. But he did. I mean, look, he, he, he was responsible for Khalil Mack and Leonard Floyd. And some. he made some good decisions and he made some bad decisions. He was also Mitchell Trubisky and Andy Dalton. Um, you know, um, also, but you know, also drafted Justin Fields, but because of the problems with, 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 uh, with Trubisky and then Dalton. So, I mean, he's just going to be, he's not going to be the number one voice in the room. He'll be a voice in the room, which I think is all, I mean, Fontenot and Smith will be the guys making the decisions, um, mm -hmm. final decisions. He's just, it's just going to be another, you know, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, having somebody else to bounce something off of. Um, so who knows, but, uh, that was just one other thing. Um, and then the email we got was, let me find it. It was from JD. He said, what's up, my dudes? Curious if there have been any prospects fall that you didn't expect. 
to or that have flown under the radar and appreciate what you guys do and enjoy the show always informs and makes me laugh appreciate that man appreciate kind of, it buddy that's kind of the point we kind of wanted to do that uh, is kind of the point uh, uh entertaining falcons <laughs> podcast talking about many different things yeah um so anything that's fought I me mean, well yeah Thibodeau falling was a shock I didn't ever saw that happening or coming um I think Carl Loftus has kind of fallen off a little bit he hasn't gotten as much talk as um what's up Mike uh why is that he said who is that George okay so George Loftus is a mm-hmm. uh Purdue yeah he's a defensive he's an edge rusher at, at Purdue and like when I first watched him like the Watt brothers came to mind when I first watched him because he okay. is like I mean hair on fire freaking 100 miles an hour um, you know, and like he, he kind of, I mean, they started nitpicking him about his you know, athleticism, which I mean, he's not as, as bendy around the edge as some other, other athletes are in the class, mm-hmm. but that's the same exact thing they said about TJ. Um, they, I mean, yeah, and in yeah. fact, in fact, some of the same things they said about TJ, you can see the same, the similar, and I'm not going to, I mean, he may be a bust and uh, who knows, you know, you'd never know until they get there and actually perform. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think you'll have to have a pretty good combine to kind of – I mean, he, he's one of those guys that could be there. I've seen him now because he was – I think, Troy, when we went over edge, he was in the top 10 uh, projected. Now I've seen him like 20s, you know, even like 15s to 20s, even like late first round. So, I don't I don't know why. I mean, other, other than like guys like Jermaine Johnson who really improved his stock at the Senior Bowl, um, kind of moving up. And then uh, other – like, you know, I don't know. I mean, Ojabo too. I mean, like, he's going to test all the charts, off the charts, because that guy from – I mean, from Michigan, he's um, just another level athlete. But, um, yeah, I mean, th- those two guys under the radar. Uh, one guy I looked at just because he kept coming up um, for me was uh, Velas Jones Jr. from Tennessee, which uh, he it's, he's an interesting case. He's 25 years old, so he'll be like – he'll be like the oldest, I think, rookie in the class – Mm-hmm. Um, but he is a transfer from USC, uh, does some kick returning at Tennessee, blazing speed, ran a four, four out of high school. I mean, he'll probably Ooh. test it. Yeah. He'll probably test it a four, four here. He's about, he's almost six foot, about 200, 200 pounds. Um, good he hands. Ran a four, four. Yeah. Okay. I got to see yeah, that. Dude's got blazing speed. Yeah. yeah he's got to take the top off type of speed. Yeah. Um, and he's, I mean, the, I think the fact that he, he played, well, I think it was a sixth year basically. And cause he was a registered yeah. senior. He didn't get a start until then. So, like, that's probably a little concerning for some teams. He didn't start okay. until that late in his career. But, I mean, he was impressive. But he got the mileage. No. Yeah. And, but, and, and, but, you know, I think they look at reps, you know, for yeah. receivers. You know, like how, but, I mean, he's – dude, I mean, like, I, the film I watched on him, blowing by guys. I mean, there's no DB that's going to handle him. I mean, if he, if, he, if he gets a double move on him and takes off, I mean, he's gone. I mean, like, so Is it's – Is he bigger than Julio? No, no, no. No. No, he's because okay. Julio is what six two, six three. But and he ran a four four, didn't he? He yeah. ran four Julio. Four. Yeah, Julio is another man. He, he's, he's a freak. Yeah, he's a that dude doesn't even Julio. count, man. <laughs> him, him and Calvin, him and Calvin Johnson were like molded somewhere. Yep. Yeah, like yeah. Yep. What about you, Troy? Anybody that surprised you or? Um, the one kind of under the radar that we talked about when we did receivers was Christian Watson of Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Kind of a hatchet. Uh, what's the right word? Kind of like a Debo Samuel type potential in the NFL that. I don't know that a lot of people really knew much about him, especially before the senior ball he turned a lot of heads there, but I would love to see someone like him, you know, in our slot or sometimes backfield mm-hmm. you know, running that Debo kind of role, but I don't think I'd go too high with him, but yeah, if we can get him second round, I would, I would love that. Yeah, I agree. And I think it depends a lot on what they do with CP. I mean, you know, if, cause he's essentially a Similar CP role. player. Yeah. yeah. Good, and, good, uh, good point. Yep. Good point. And, um, 
you know, I mean, I can't wait till free agency starts, man, because I mean, at least then we can start to see some of these dominoes falling and we can kind of get yeah. an idea of where they might be, you know, looking at. Because in, in that same article about, uh, you know, whether we, well, I think we, we got Landry uh, on a free agent deal and then we got, uh, I think the other one was a corner from the Jets. I can't remember the name. Uh, but in that same uh, article, we didn't resign CP. The Jets were reportedly, you know, they they're the ones that were interested in CP. So they they projected him to go to the Jets for two years and twelve million dollars. Which I'd be surprised if we wouldn't pay six million a year for him. To be honest, um, to bring it just to, have, to what he gives to the offense, plus what he just like Mike, we've talked about it before. What he brings to the team, just as energy yeah. and just I mean emotion and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I mean, Mike Davis, I don't see a reason to bring him back because, I mean, like the pound-for-pound guys talked about it. I think JR was like, you know, with the running backs being so deep this year, if we don't take a running back, what are we doing? (laughs) Because it's, I mean, we got to be able to find a running back in this draft somewhere. So, And and I want a running back that's shifty. Like, you know, all our running backs is like just running to the pile. Bruisers, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like quick backs too. Yeah, and there's a, and I mean that's what that's kind of what uh, I mean. Arthur Smith likes the kind of bigger running backs. Clearly. Yeah, he does. But I mean, and there's a ton of there's a ton of those dudes this year in the draft. There's a ton of six foot, two hundred and twenty pound, but they're also some like burners too. So I mean, it's okay. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see where you go. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. it's like I said, I want once. Uh, once this free and I, you know, like I said, there's so many. Like we said it multiple times. There's just so many variables around the team. I mean, you know, and let me ask you this. So I got a question for you, Troy. Do you think because of his style, like John said, uh, he liked the big running back. He want to bruise you. Do you think uh, there's a strong possibility that that's what he's like foaming at the mouth over um, at eight? Or do you think he would? Oh, God, I, I hope not. Yeah, never. I would, I would hope not. John shook his head like, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> that, that, like, to, me, to, to, to me, running back is the tour the last, of the so least he, of our concerns. Right I got now. you. I don't know where I don't know how he feels, but that's how I feel. Okay, that, well, that, that is that's a uh, that would be a, a luxury, a, not a need at this point. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and there's there there's not really a running back. I mean, Kenneth Walker is kind of the um, I guess consensus number one back in the in mm-hmm. the in the draft this year out of Michigan State, and you see why when you watch him, but. Um, and he's got he's got to work on his pass pro protection because I mean <laughs> some of the some of the ones I watched he's like he's diving at the feet of the yeah, of the of the hey, rusher and we don't need that can't be doing that shit no, um, no. so um, he's got to either learn that um, because especially with Matt or any quarterback yes I mean you're gonna to have to pass learn how to pass protect you know you and you say what you want about Mark Davis but he stuck his nose in yes. any blitzer yeah. anywhere yeah. all the time he did not care yeah um, so that's that's what you gotta have that mentality but um, no I mean. Yeah, you know, you're not going to see. I, I mean, I think Kenneth Walker might be taken in the late first round, possibly, yeah. but I think most of these backs are going to go in the second, third, fourth round okay. for, for the most part. Um, you know, and I, th- I think that's just a, a kind of a what's happened over the years because you've seen yeah. teams draft high running backs and then, and it's, then always regret it. Yeah, 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 they pay him and then, you know. Yeah. They get hurt or you know whatever. I mean, it, I mean, like, I mean, we've, we've talked about it before with Devonta, but like, I don't know how you pay that dude with his running style. Yeah, how do you yeah. not think he's going to get hurt at some point? Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate the fact you that you're you're not running out of bounds, but dude, I was just going to say he never run out of bounds. He yeah. always want to show how tough he is. But you two, you are you are man. Uh, who was it? Uh, RG three. That was his problem. Yeah, 
would not run out of bounds. Always or, or show he, how yeah. tough. Yeah, they want to get down either. Yeah, yep. so, yeah. And he never wanted to slide. And mm. you see what happened? You see where he at? I, I think I saw him at Whole Foods the other day, <laughs> bagging my groceries. <laughs> yeah. No, man, he's he's doing uh, TV now. Yeah, he's TV. Seriously? Yeah. What TV? He's doing games. Yeah, one of the ESPN. No, what game? The professor? Oh, yeah. Are you talking about the NFL? Yeah. Yeah. I never heard of Robert. On what uh, station? I don't, even, I don't even know what station. I know, but he's, he's oh. he is doing games now. He's doing He's in the media. Yeah. Is he good, like Romo? He wasn't he bad, bad, man. He wasn't bad. He wasn't? Okay. Yeah, not what I saw. Have you, have you seen that? Did you see much of him, Troy? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I remember one game particularly. I don't remember what game it was. He was there with, like, three other folks, and they were chatting about him. Yeah, he was, he was oh, all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he, he might have did some college, too, didn't he? Yeah, I, I want to say it was a college game, but I couldn't Maybe, Maybe it was college. But he's definitely doing, yeah, TV. And, hey, and at least that man got a job. Keep him out of Publix. Well, dude, I mean, Mike, what Mike Shanahan did to him, I mean – yeah, man. Freaking destroy his career there. That yeah, keeping him yeah, in that yeah. game. That was insane. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So getting on to these perspective linebackers. Uh Troy, you want to lead it off? You want me to get started, man? Yeah, either way. I, I can start off. Um, so yeah, I, I know we've kind of got a staggered list. So we're both gonna take linebackers. So I'm gonna start with mm-hmm. uh keeping it in the hometown, Georgia Bulldogs, the Kobe Dean. Uh Coming out as a junior, six foot, 225. And John, yeah, kind of a guy for me that has fallen a little bit. I mean, you, you heard his name a lot as, as maybe top linebacker. I think PFF has him number two wrong. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'm seeing him kind of as a late first rounder, maybe even sometime in the second round. I mean, to me, it's just a testament of not a very deep linebacker class. And you might have a different opinion once you get into your guys, but um but no he's 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 good I mean he was the anchor of a really good UGA defensive line this year really good off the blitz had six sacks this past year two interceptions two forced fumbles uh a weakness you could say is a little inconsistent on down by down basis only had 72 tackles this year which you know for for the guys that we're gonna be talking about it's a fairly low number Mm -hmm. yeah late first round possibly second round pick um I mean maybe somebody you can target if if he slides or second round pick any thoughts John yeah, I mean, I've seen him. Uh, shit, I saw him in early mocks at like eight, nine, ten. That that's exactly. He, I I feel like his stock has fallen. I'm not really sure why. Is it the height? Maybe you say. What do you say? You were six two. Six six foot. So he's six he's, foot. Okay, so on the shoulder. He's not a side. huge guy. Yeah, yeah. six foot two twenty five. Yeah, I mean that's um. Yeah, I mean I guess there are uh, definitely guys that are throughout the history of NFL that's been successful at that height. I mean, you know, Zach Thomas and other guys that are not that big, but yeah, you watch him on the field and he's a pretty impressive dude. But I mean, like yeah. that, that was an impressive defense he was on though. So, I mean, you know, that's, I think that kind of attributes to it, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him drop a little bit, but you're right. I mean, like there's, there's the upper echelon two or three linebackers. And then there's a, then there's a decent decline after that. Um, and it's, okay. and it kind of depends on what kind of linebacker you want. What you laughing about? You're crazy, man. Just the way you said that. It's a decent decline after that. Like, is it? I can't like, say, like. Hold on, man. What is the decline? Is it after five of them? Is it after 10 of them? Is it after 15? Um, I, I would think, well, the guy I'm going to go over first, uh, Devin Lloyd. Uh, Devin Lloyd and Kobe Dean, number definitely one and two, however you want to, however you want to, like, look at it. And after that, um, shoo, yeah, I mean, it's. 
it, there's a it's because the difference in these guys is there are they are for sure i don't know about i mean i'm pretty sure nicobe is three down linebackers like like they're not coming off the field mm-hmm. um and depending on the scheme that you're running i mean you know that some of these guys that we're gonna talk about definitely fit a four or three better you know some of these guys are gonna be played mm-hmm. better in space than they than they do you know in the box so i mean this is kind of depends on what you're after but as far as just all like jump off the screen talent at you mm-hmm. uh yeah dean and, and lloyd uh one and two easily so okay um but yeah i mean but yeah you can't say like the top two are good then it's just ass because it's not it's not they're not okay. they're not terrible but it's, it's just... a decent drop off is what you're saying yeah yeah okay i think yeah from what i watch yeah um so yeah so getting into the, to devin lloyd so he's six foot three 232 pounds out of utah it's crazy he was a three-star recruit right um he only got one power five offer and it was from utah uh, he actually played wide receiver and safety in high school at, at, at 215 pounds. So, Ooh. yeah, so he's got, he's got some impressive ball skills and then you, he, he put on some weight. So, you know, like I said, he's at 232 now and he could probably stand to put on maybe 10, 10 more pounds mm-hmm. or so, you know, become that prototypical kind of linebacker size. But I mean, he was team captain. He, he was, he was made team captain ahead of the 2020 season. Um, they lined him up at Mike outside linebacker. They lined him up in the slot sometimes. Um, because of his coverage skills, like you wouldn't want to do that against like some top, top slot receiver right. at all. But like you know, I mean, like he it's he can do it, you know. Um, for some of the guys, um, he came off the edge sometimes as, as a blitzer. Um, his lateral explosion is is maybe one of the be- better better ones in the in the drafts as far as the linebackers go. Um, he's a sideline to sideline guy. He sheds blocks. He squares up. He tackles. I mean, he, he tackles very very good um pre-snap he's making a lot of different changes like you can tell like he's 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 the guy like that's making the calls mm-hmm. um very high very 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 high football oq uh, iq um one of those dudes is he's like kind of like i mean i thought about carl loftus hair on plays with his hair on fire so i mean he does too i mean he's he's non-stop mm-hmm. the whole entire time um the, the only and then the thing is you'll see sometimes with guys that are like this is they do will overrun tackle sometimes yeah you see yeah you saw it i mean you look back at our history with like um uh freaking uh safety but william moore william moore how many times you saw william moore flying up and all of a sudden dude's gone you know what i mean and i love william moore like he's probably our best safety we've had forever but i mean like you know they he had this he's so explosive and so fast that they you know you just got to calm down diagnose it a little bit better you know and, and get the play but man like Devin Lloyd, I've seen him mocked uh, top ten for sure. I mean, I've, I mean, I even, I did a mock draft where we selected him at eight just to see what it would kind of like how how the how the picks would fall, and it still ended up as a pretty damn good draft for us. So I mean, I was, you know, it's 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 possible. I mean, you know, who you never know, but if that's who they if they see, but he he's one of those guys I think Dean Pease would really enjoy to have in his defense just because of his versatility. I mean, and just, and I'm gonna be honest, man. I um he was the one guy like John sent me some film on the dude. I watched that and I watched some more. Um the funny part is I'm not saying he's the greatest linebacker ever. That's not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying was I was trying to figure out who he was like and I, I couldn't think of it. So I said I've never seen that he looked like Vic Beasley and Deion Jones, but he looked like a safety. He was looking yeah. like a safety That's playing the way he linebacker. Moves. Like he was getting um, interceptions that a, that a safety, like you had to jump for. Mm-hmm. And he was covering people. Uh, he was long. He was tall like Vic Beasley, but he was had the um, agility of Deion Jones, his speed. Uh, and he was hitting. He could strike you. I, that blew my mind. Um, I thought he could do everything. I said, 
But I, I was really waiting. I was expecting at least one of y'all to say to get him at eight. But no, I guess linebacker is not. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like it's the off, to draft and like an off the ball guy that early, like he, like a Michael, Michael, Mike, Michael Parsons, basically. Like you know, yeah. he wasn't even got that early. Like, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, but that's that's the type of talent that you would have to have. And I think he has the potential to have it. Honestly, I mean, that's I really what do. I was saying. I really do. Like I wouldn't be upset if they drafted him at eight. To be honest, I mean, I know would we you got, be upset, Troy. No, he's the only one of this class that I would be content drafting an eight. To me, he's the heads and shoulders above everybody else, number one, even Nakobe. To me, he's yeah, that's he's the only guy that I'd be content taking at eight. Yeah, okay. And, and, and it's I mean, not a lot of guys in the southeast, unless like you're like us and we just you know randomly watch film for the show. Uh, you know, you didn't see a lot of Utah games. Like I I, I saw him in the game against Ohio State in the bowl game in the Rose Bowl. Um, but I mean, other than that, I'm not turning on Utah to watch games most of the mm -hmm. time, you know. So it was me. I watched about five games, man. The Stanford game. Uh, if you just look, just look up the Stanford game. The the plays he makes, and that, it's ridiculous. It's mm -hmm. just like his whole. You could do a highlight film from just that game. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't make any mistakes. It's crazy. Yeah. He's yeah. built like a safety, man. I I never seen. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, you built like a safety a line, and you know that's what we need. Somebody that can cover sometimes too, mm -hmm. and he can yeah. hit, and he um. Man, open field tackles. Yep. That really stood out to me, man. We need that because our dudes just come. We are too brainwashed in speed to the ball, and we come too fast to the ball. But he was making open fields. That's what we need. We yeah. we need what Deion Jones used to be. Yeah, right. Agreed. Joy, so next for you, buddy. Yeah, so uh, going to the Big Ten, uh, Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin, coming out as a junior. Guy, I really, really like. He's pretty damn impressive, I will say. Yeah, and in one of the later rounds, I would love to take him maybe in a fourth or fifth round if he were to fall that far. Um, you talk about running with your hair on fire. This is that's him. I mean, he's a super high energy guy. Um, I guess just to do a quick rundown, uh, PFF grade number four overall. So it does kind of show that drop that we're talking about, you know, you, you could have your fourth best linebacker theoretically going in the fourth round. So it's, yeah. it's not a super deep class, but yeah. um, he was another guy that was a three-star recruit and, you know, had a really good career with Wisconsin. I kind of like that. I mean, it, to me, it shows that, you know, somebody has that fire and passion. And, you know, a lot of times these top tier five-star recruits don't pan out in the NFL for whatever mm -hmm. reason, or college. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a problem that he was a you know lower recruit, but it's excelled in, in big time D1 college football. Um, so I will say that Wisconsin has a very blitz heavy scheme and he's really thrived in that scheme and probably needs to be in a similar scheme in the NFL, you know, man coverage, blitz heavy, uh, which isn't necessarily the, the Falcons. We, we just don't have the personnel to, to do it. So, right. um, and John, you may have on your list, one of his counterpart, Jack Sanborn, but, uh, yep. yeah, Wisconsin's had some, had some, some solid linebackers this year. But yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing for me is just his energy, his, his character, they, they, everyone seems to say he's a really high character guy, which as we've learned with, with the Vic Beasons of the world is a very important thing. So I would love to, to get someone like him maybe in, in one of the later rounds. Yeah, 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 Jack. Uh, it's funny because watching, I'll, I'll just do Sanborn next because I was um, in watching film on him. You can't, you see Chanel as well. And I and it's like, you, and you, they both just pop off the off the screen on, when they're when you're watching the defense. Um and like, you know, Jack was a four-star recruit, six foot one and a half, 240 pounds, uh, damn good tackler, squares up almost every time. 
Uh, also pretty versatile guy. I think uh, the draft network projected him to be like a Mike, you know, pretty much a Mike linebacker, you know, in, in the, and in, but maybe, maybe not a every down Mike linebacker, almost like a rotational type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty good lateral movement, um, super high energy. Both those guys, my God, Mike, like when they're on the field at the same time, Chanel and I mean, it was there, they, they bring it. Um, Sanborn will hit, will hit you. I mean, like the, I mean, he does not let up. I mean, he's going to run through you. Mm-hmm. Um, see how we test out, but, uh, he wasn't with the past coverage snaps. I watched is kind of where he kind of, you could see, you know, the drop off for him. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, he's kind of that prototypical old school kind of middle linebacker, bigger guy, you know, I mean, just, you know, you wouldn't see typically in coverage anyway. Um, but fantastic against the run, like really good against the run. Like he understands leverage, he understands where to fill the gaps. Um, and just a smart, smart player, both those guys. I mean, just smart guys. So, I mean, yeah, they're going to land somewhere in later rounds. And they'll, they'll definitely be – he'll be a contributor for sure on somebody's defense and probably special teams too. Because um, I think both those guys – I don't know, does Chanel play special teams? I know Sam Bourne did a few times. But I don't know if Chanel yeah, did. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, but yeah, they'll be they'll, – yeah, both those guys later round, later round dudes. Up next, yeah, yeah. So my next guy is a guy that I had seen his name, but honestly didn't know much about before kind of researching this guy out of Wisconsin. So to to y'all's point about some of these West Coast teams, Wisconsin or I'm sorry, Wyoming is not a team that I watch very often. Not once. Yeah, yeah but uh, Ch- Chad Muma, so inside linebacker, come out of Wyoming, 6'2", 241, so really good size for a linebacker. Uh, PFS number six overall. Had a really good 2021 season, 103 tackles with a sack and three interceptions. So can play kind of all over the field. Um, not the best pass defender, but can, you know, can get an interception here and there. Played at the Senior Bowl, didn't make much of a splash. I don't think he really hurt or helped his draft stock from the Senior Bowl performance. But seeing him as kind of a later round guy, probably sixth or seventh round, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, that, you know what I heard his name a lot earlier on too, and I think um, he may be one that's kind of dropped a little bit, don't you think? Because I thought I saw him a little bit earlier. Same, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've I've heard his name, and like I said, he's PFS number six. But yeah, I mean, he's he seems to have fallen some, and I'm you know I'm seeing him as a, a maybe fifth, probably sixth, seventh rounder. Are yeah. these guys dropping because of their performance at the Senior Bowl, or because? the draft thing or because, or are they dropping because of something, their personal character and things are coming out now that you kind of getting more attention? I would say it's probably all of the above for him specifically. I have no idea. Okay. It could be the senior bowl. He didn't really make much of a splash. Uh, I I think a lot of folks would have probably liked to see more of a, you know, breakout, whatever. But for him, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a character problem. It's not that I've heard. Yeah, you'll see that sometimes. Yeah, and that's why guys sometimes will not go to the senior bowl because they're not they're afraid of hurting their stock oh, more than helping them. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. kudos to him he went. But when you have guys like you know Jermaine Johnson and you know the guys that really showed out there, especially when you're from a smaller school like you know Wyoming's not necessarily playing the best type talent you know mm-hmm. every game. So when you get to a, a place like you know the senior bowl where you all, all of a sudden you're going up against guys from those Power Five conferences like you're going to, you know, that's where you're going to make your money, you know, yeah. show that you can, because like Travis Jones, when UConn, I mean, I didn't know who the hell he was. Dude, that dude was blowing up offensive tackles and guards and they're then in the well, guards. Cause he's a, he's a defensive tackle. Um, I mean, just blowing him up, you know, and he made, he definitely, I mean, he may probably pushed himself up two or three rounds probably with his performance there. So, I mean, you know, it's just a combination. I, I haven't heard anything 
In fact, I haven't heard anything off the field wise on many of these guys as far as bad, you know, like hurt that's, him. That's no, that's no, yeah, that's good. Um, next guy for me, uh, Micah McFadden, uh, out of Indiana, which was kind of, um, another, you know, I, I didn't watch a whole lot of Indiana this year, except for I watched, I watched the Cincinnati game because I wanted to see Sauce and I wanted to see some of the Cincinnati players. Well, Micah kept showing up and he got flagged actually and kicked out of the game for uh helmet to helmet for targeting but that dude was blowing i mean he was going crazy up until he got thrown out and um so and he is that's not like typical for him though he's not a he's not that type of player it's just you know he just just kind of ended up you know if you watch college i mean that that rule sometimes just gets i don't know about you troy i think that thing is gets misinterpreted so many times in the class nobody knows what it is No, no i don't even know what a targeting is anymore um so Anyway, uh, three-year starter at Mike Linebacker, another three-star guy, um, All-American as a junior and a senior, plays 100 miles an hour. He's fantastic in the run game, solid tackler. Um, the only thing is that I guess his biggest knock is he doesn't have great length. So a lot of times, you know, if he's going to get blocked, the guys are getting their hands on him before he's getting his hands on them. So, um, you know, he, he sometimes can get covered up by blockers, you know, um, so – uh, but he doesn't stop fighting. He just sometimes, you know, gets overpowered by him. Um, but he's a, a pretty much a gap blitzer on passing downs. Uh, doesn't have a great change of direction, but not also not bad. Uh, pretty good in zone coverage. Not somebody you want to have in man coverage. Um, draft network predict him to predicts him to be like a backup uh, Mike linebacker pretty much at the next level. Uh, they they blitzed him eighty percent of the times on uh, passing downs. Because he's just he's freaking relentless. You describing kind of Vic Beasley, kind of is that <laughs> no, because is that not kind of the same? D- d- no, because Vic didn't have this type of uh fire. Okay, okay, yeah, that's the difference. I mean, like you know, um, and he, like I said earlier, he can, he can get caught up on blocks and he can have issues kind of shedding him sometimes, yeah. but just dude, I mean, as far as like all the intangibles you want, like a, from your line, middle linebacker, like a yeah. leader, I mean, team captain, I mean, that type of just, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of guy. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I mean, later round dude in the right scheme, you know, like I said, that length, you did see it show up a little bit on film sometimes when he got, you know, taken out of plays. But man, I mean, if he's allowed to kind of work in space a little bit and he's pretty impressive. Yeah. I, I can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would be, uh, I wouldn't be upset like a late round, late, late, late round pick, you know, if we got all our needs taken care of, Yeah. but what's up next for you, buddy? Yeah. So another guy I really like and possibly a mid to later round, Brian Asamoah, uh, 6'1", 228, PFS number three overall, uh, 80 tackles and, 2021, one sack, two forced fumbles, so pretty solid numbers, playing in a good conference, good team. Um, I guess the only thing that concerns me a little bit is he's always kind of played in a 4-3 as a weak side, and that's not really what we do here in Atlanta. Yeah. So don't know if, if he would be the right fit for for the Falcons, but he's a really solid player, uh, really, you know, good size, good, good, you know, all of the, the intangibles that you'd want for a linebacker. Yeah, I didn't see. Uh, that's one dude I was I wanted to watch. Just I know I, I gave him to you, but I want to watch him because it's just because he was such a high rank in PFF and see because I mean he seemed like what's is he like? Um, who would you kind of compare him to? Like like if you're or does that do you know? Um, I mean he's sort of like a Dion, I guess as, as far as inside. Fast, I mean, speed and like sideline sideline yeah. type of guy. Uh, oh yeah, no, he's he's definitely fast. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say Deion Jones is probably a halfway decent comparison. Yeah. Yeah, not to watch him on him. So I got a question. Have y'all seen a linebacker? Who do y'all think has the highest mental capability of all the linebackers who you saw just diagnosing shit and just tearing defenses up? Who did is anyone that stood out mentally? Uh for me, I haven't got to him yet. Um, but Darian Beavers from Cincinnati. Okay. Um, yeah, very, very, very smart dude. Um I mean, Devin, I mean, it's hard. I can't say anything bad about Devin Lloyd. I mean, like, he's yeah, he <laughs> uh, for me, he's for me, he's to, like, to, to, me, to me, he checks all the boxes. On, on my side, I would say Leo Chanel. Yeah. Leo Chanel. My guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll go on to, uh, let's see, we'll do Christian Harris next from Alabama. And I, uh, I was, I was looking at him and Troy, I text you this and I texted, uh, Mike, I texted Chris this too, because I, did, I didn't know this. It kind of blew me away. So Christian Harris, six foot two, two hundred thirty-two pounds, four star. He's a junior, three-year starter at Alabama. Uh, played tight end and corner in high school in Baton Rouge, and he did not get an offer from LSU coming out of high school. So there's been oh, a lot wow. of guys that have come out of the Baton Rouge area that didn't go to LSU for various reasons, most of, mostly because it's someone like Nick Saban poaching them. But to not give him an offer blows my mind. <laughs> Yeah. He had 25 in-state offers, and not one of them was from LSU. That's Damn. unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I sent Chris that, and he was he was like, man, he said the same thing you. He said he said Elliot honestly doesn't really surprise me, and, uh, and I was like, man, I don't like I'd be pissed and, off. And I and, and I guess I mean remind me, but I guess that would have been coach. It would have had to have been Coach O that would have been recruiting yeah. them, yeah, not yeah. Miles because Les Miles was yeah. I mean, he he's the guy that thought Jamar Chase should have been a safety or whatever. So. He, he, <laughs> But uh, and and Mike, just FYI, if you didn't know, you know, you can see my Patrick Peterson behind me. But I'm a I'm a big LSU guy. Just... Look, I was staring at it. I was seeing <laughs> them all. Yeah, yeah. So hold on, I gotta ask you. The one right over your shoulder is what? Yeah. So you got so you got Matt and then Craig Kimbrell. I have Great. no idea who that is. So so Craig Kimbrell was a former Atlanta Braves closer. Probably, in my opinion, the best closer we've had in my lifetime. Okay. He, I guess he left for the Red Sox, wasn't it, John? And then he ended up. Bounced around after that. Cubs, Dodgers, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, the only reason I have that is a buddy of mine knows like hunts with him, and I've met him before and got yeah. him this jersey. All these jerseys are signed, by the way, yeah. bro, including Matt. No, you got a hey, dog. It, please on YouTube, y'all gotta go see on YouTube. He got framed jerseys behind him. It's dope. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like how you did that, man. Yeah, thanks. All right, so hold on for a minute. Now, now listen, man, I got to up my production volume. John got lights and lasers and dancers behind him. (laughs) I'm going to come out with it. It's going to be a tiger in a cage. Hey, man, I even got the new boom. Yeah, he got a new boom. So John got a new mic stand. I got to You got to send me the link. I got to get it. I mean, look, when you when you reach a certain level of success, yeah, uh, you, you gotta go on Amazon, yourself. you go on Amazon <laughs> and you spend fifteen dollars, <laughs> you get yourself an amazing boom. <laughs> so you don't have to have the mic sitting on your desk anymore. Yeah, exactly. It exactly. It's perfect. I I still got the stand that the mic came with. <laughs> I, did I gotta too. go on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, I did too. It's great. Um, but yeah, this one's fantastic. Yeah, I saw see Troy had it before I did. And I was like, man, I was a little jealous. So I had to go uh yeah. I had to go grab one. So anyway, back to Christian Harris. So yeah, um, just pure athlete. Uh he's six foot two, two thirty-two, three down linebacker. Uh he can play the Mike, uh, Will linebacker and nickel. Um, 
he probably probably will play the wheel in the pros just because of his coverage ability. I mean, like he can uh, he can he's going to run with any tight end easily. He's going to run with any uh, running back for the most part. Um, he was he was one of the two guys that that helped line up Alabama's defense on a pretty regular basis. So if if Nick you know gives you uh, you know play calling abilities on defense, and that means he trusts you uh, to to get it right and then to to get the guys in the right position. Um, so great great blitzer. Uh, he showed that against, you know, against good competition. I mean, he showed it against Georgia multiple games. He showed it in LSU. Um, just, uh, yeah, good good lateral movement. Uh, he could he can improve uh, his technique when it comes to tackling because um, he can lay, lay him out. But, like, he's sometimes a little sloppy um, when it comes to just getting him down. He could, he could square up a little bit better. Um, he's good with the ball in front of him. But as far as he can, he can sometimes kind of get caught up receivers running past him kind of like mm-hmm. you know no man's land type of area um so but if it's in front of him he's, he's in good shape uh can play a little bit late in play recognition but once he like if he was just i think it, watching him over the years you just what frustrated me sometimes is like i would see it uh developing and then you know you'd see like a just a little bit of a tick late you know like mm-hmm. shit where what go go you know mm-hmm. like you know and so you know it, for him it was just i think that's something with reps you know and over time he'll get better with but um yeah, but he, he, dude, fast guy can close like an animal, um, and uh, change the direction is probably maybe the best of all these linebackers we're talking about as far as in mm-hmm. space and be able to flip his hips and just and run with anybody. Um, he's up there, and one I guess one knock they said you know uh, is he's not doesn't seem to be always fully engaged in the game. I didn't see it a lot. There's a few plays you can kind of see now these taken off plays, but you know mm-hmm. maybe he doesn't run to the to the whistle that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is kind of surprising because, you know, Saban doesn't really put up with much of that. Like, no. He expects those guys to be going through the whistle most of the time. So, um, but yeah, I don't really have any huge concerns about him. I think, I th- Mike, or uh, Troy, I think I saw him projected first round most for, you know, but I think he might fall into the second too, just based on some of these other guys. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I've kind of seen him in different places. A lot of these guys are kind of all over the map, honestly. I know. It's just tough to it's tough to really. I mean, I saw I saw Toby from um, Pound for Pound put out a tweet today. He's like, it's really hard to kind of like rank these guys like the top 35, 40 players because I mean they're also pretty damn good. It's just hard to yeah. you're talking about nitpicking little you know little things from guys. So yeah, but but it's a it's a good thing for us though. I mean, we have so oh, yeah. many. You know, if we can grab some of these guys in the later rounds, that's it's only going to help us. Yeah, if we miss on this year's draft and there's clearly something like we we pissed something yeah. in the football universe yeah. off and we can't get it back type of thing. So, John, man, you, you really made Christian Smith sound like he should be in the top group. And Christian I'm wondering Harris. why he's not or, in the top group. Uh, that could be my Alabama bias that I made him sound that good. No, you really made him sound because you said he can kind of do everything. Like you said, he can kind of do everything. Yeah, he can. But it's he's if it's if if I put his film next to Devin, then you're going to see a a, a, okay. a pretty big difference. Okay. And then it's, it's not. How it's, about it's, next to Kobe? Different type of guys. Okay. Different type. Of, you're, you're talking about Nicobe's going to be more of a. I mean, he's a signal caller, middle middle. When you say, I mean, he's more of an inside, yeah. you know, type of yeah. guy. And yeah. and Christian would probably honestly be more like a like I mean like a Dion as far as. What we're talking about, like you know, he's gonna be, he's gonna, he's gonna cover really well. He's not, he's not gonna get outrun by, you know, running backs on screens. He's not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's just the with him, it's just a literal, that's just a little things. But um, 
yeah, I mean, like, you know, that's probably hard for me to hide some uh, my Bama yeah. bias on that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, w- I would say he's in the top tier. I mean, if, if, if they're projecting him as a first-round pick, potentially, then he's top tier, at least in my opinion. Where, where does PFF have him? Do you, do you remember? I didn't even look. You know, I'll, look up, I'll look that up while you're um, yeah. on okay. your guy. Okay. Well, yeah, my next guy is coming back to Georgia. Don't want to harp on the hometown boys, but they did have a really good defense this year. Uh, Channing Tindall. So kind of play it opposite of Nakobe. Uh 6'1, 223. He was PFS number 10 overall. Um, and uh, yeah, again, just a solid contributor in the in a really good UGA defense this year. 58 tackles, four and a half sacks, one forced fumble this past year. Um I, I again, he's another one of these guys that I've seen kind of all over the map. I've seen him as high as late second, but could potentially fall later than that. Probably not. He's fast as hell, isn't he? He he is fast. Yes, he's 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 really faster than Nakobe, but he's not the you know leader signal caller type of guy that Nakobe mm-hmm. is. Yeah, he, he's a stud. I mean, he's I would I would love him in one of the later rounds. Probably not my favorite. If it was him or Leo, I'd probably take Leo over him. But um, yeah, he's definitely one of the top tier guys. You go ahead and go to your next guy if you want. While I'm checking this dude out. Yeah. So uh, and yeah, this is actually my last guy. But coming to the you know I mentioned I'm an LSU guy. Uh, Damone Clark out of LSU. So 6'2", 240, definitely a, a good sized guy, but fast, uh, really good instincts, sideline to sideline kind of guy, three down starter, very likely. Had a monster year this past year. Wasn't wasn't that big of a name or you know a, a draft stock kind of guy before this past year, but yeah, 163. I'm sorry, 136 tackles this. This last year had 61, 63, I believe, in 2020. So Damn. definitely a breakout year from tackling standpoint. Two forced fumbles, five and a half sacks, one interception on a not very good LSU defense this past year. So he was definitely the kind of the game changer. Him and Neil Farrell, I guess, were the and Stingley, of course, in the secondary, were their best, best defensive players this past year. Um, as far as where he's going to fall, I, I would say probably second round, but potentially could fall from there. Um, I guess it's possible he could be a late first, but I don't think I've seen him in any mocks uh, that that high. But yeah, again, really good instincts. Um, you know, experienced guys had a had a pretty solid career with LSU. Um, also, pretty good in coverage. So I would love him. You know, if we could get him in one of the later rounds, and and hopefully that's not my LSU bias talking, but it could be. <laughs> uh, let's see. I think they've got a number eight if it's coming up, Christian Harris. Unless that's uh, well, mine's like my, Troy. Actually, if you want, if you want to look at it, because I'm still yeah, I'll, mine, mine's yeah, moving yeah. really slow. Yeah, I'll see. I'll, I'll see if I can. Um, yeah. All right. So I got two guys left as well, and then I'll be done. So actually, not three, but I can move through them pretty quickly. Um, so Brandon Smith from Penn State, six foot three, two hundred forty-one pounds, two-year starter. He's a junior. Ran a four-three-eight out of high school. Out of high so, school. Out of high school, four three eight. Yeah. Uh, and it shows up on this on the on the film. Like if you watch Man. his his speed is is pretty impressive. Uh, his closing speed. I mean, it just you know, if you run that fast, you you're you're getting up and going, you know, yeah. in a hurry. So his closing speed's ridiculous. He he brings like like he where is the NFL at where the linebackers are running four threes? Nuts. Like where are we going with this? The linebackers are running four threes. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but and this the, the dude like he, he's got violence in in his mind like when he going to hit like he's going to run like straight to hell through you he's uh, like a missile. Um, mm-hmm. That that also 
also contributes to him missing a lot of tackles too. He misses yeah. too many tackles. Um, that's that's kind of his issue. Um, needs to really sure up his technique. He had about three or four late hit penalties this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know, he's got to call he'll reel it in this little bit. I mean, like he's not mm-hmm. a not a not a uh, he's not a he's not a bad player, a bad guy. He just mm-hmm. you know he just got to tone it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's given more responsibility this year, um, played a little bit at Mike and I, it just didn't work out. Like he just, I don't know if he wasn't ready for it just because of this, this lack of, like I said, he's only a two year starter. So, you know, linebacker, more reps you get, the better you're going to be, especially when okay. it comes to playing the Mike position and, you know, calling plays and, you know, getting the defense set, um, got to learn how to shed blocks a little bit better, uh, pretty decent in the zone, but overall defense needs to, his past defense needs to improve a little bit. Um, but he can blitz well. If you want to bring him on as a three, four and blitz him from that outside linebacker position, then, I mean, that just his speed alone is going to get him. He's going to, he's going to win a lot of times with that. But I mean, as far as like, you know, going up against an offensive, like a tackle, he's going to get caught, you know, and they're going to, this, yeah. that, that'll, that'll be a true Vic Beasley situation where yeah. he just runs straight into him. And then they, that's, yeah, it's yeah. over with, um, cause his punch, his punch power, when he gets into the block, it's just not there yet. So he's, he's gotta, he's yeah, gotta yeah. get that uh, better. Um, he, he shows like some, like if you look at his highlights and you don't look at, you, you just don't watch the game. Like you'll see like the flashes he shows is just like amazing, but it's just not consistently there. Like, like you want to see. So he'll be a project. I mean, forever drafts him, he'll be somebody that they, you know, two, three years down the road, you may see the, the fruits of it, but I mean, he might be one of those guys that we're talking about two, three years ago down the road. It's like, damn, you know, like, cause he has all like the, the speed, the, the ability, he just has to just hone in some of those, those qualities. He'll be right there. Um, Quay Walker, another UGA guy. This guy probably on a pretty notable defense this year, probably the most under-the-radar guy, I would say, Troy, wouldn't you? I mean, you don't hear a lot of talk about Quay Walker. Yeah, right? yeah. Six foot four, 240 pounds, four-star. Um, yeah, yeah. He didn't, he didn't start until 2020 uh, inside linebacker. Ideally, I think he's probably, probably set more for a wheel linebacker and the pros. Um Fan, fan, great tackle. I mean, rarely misses tackles. Um, I watched about five games, and you just don't. You just, I think he missed maybe two in that in the five games I watched. He just doesn't really, really miss. Um, really understands leverage. Like you'll see him chasing on a play, but he's he like if he's chasing running back, or you know if he's in the back. Or let's let's just say this. Let me back up. When the play starts and he's watching the, the running back take the ball, like he's going down the line. He's cutting off where that line where that run back is going to possibly cut back in, right? So like he's may, he may look like he's just behind the running running back. Mm-hmm. This makes sense. Like he's behind, but really, like I saw a play um, actually against Alabama. Brian Robinson took the ball in the backfield. He was and he it looked like for if probably from Ryan's perspective, like he's going to have a big big run because everybody was blocked up front. But then you had Quay behind the line, kind of like spying him, kind of like moving I down slowly. He was kind of behind. Yeah, he was kind of like behind. But then. You know, so Brian Brian couldn't cut it back in. So like when he when he when Brian broke out into the open, there was Quay. So like he had to just either basically I'll try to outrun him to the sideline, which is all he could do. And but Quay just kind of cut that off, tackled him for you know I think one one yard gain maybe something like that. So mm-hmm. and he's, you you saw that I saw that a lot with him. Sometimes a lot more than some of the other linebackers. Just I mean he really understands kind of like this is pretty impressive like where to, where he needs to be. Um, can be pretty violent with the alignment. Like his hands pretty violent once he gets caught up and he doesn't, doesn't really give in. Like I saw him get hung up with Clemson for a second. He kind of did like a, him and the did like a little stunt. Cause like a lot of times him and the Kobe lined up next to each other. So he came inside to occupy the center and the came through untouched to, and missed the tackle. 
and he kept fighting the center and got the tackle um, on the on the running back. Helped contribute to the tackle on the running back. So like he's he's gonna keep fighting when he gets uh, caught up there. Um, needs a little bit more control in the run game. He can over over pursue a little bit, um, but good in his own coverage. He can cover tight ends just fine. I'll, I'll be just fine with him on that. The faster backs probably not, but um, any you know the bigger running backs he can probably cover just fine. Very good laterally. Pretty, I mean, in space, I mean, that's kind of where you want him. Um, came off the edge a few times for Georgia in some of the games I watched. Not, no real technique to it. Like, is, I mean, he's just, you can just tell, like, he's just speed and power. Like, that's not going to, he'll, he'll have to improve some of his pass rush, you know, his hands, basically, hands placement technique, if he's going to do that at the next level. Um, but high motor guy, uh, they mostly lined him up in the box, but he can be lined up pretty much anywhere just because he's just a hell of an athlete. I mean, he, when he came out of uh, high school in Georgia, he was, I mean, that's he was one of the top. I think he was number number two linebacker. I think coming out, and he was. I mean, he was one of the really really highly highly touted uh, guy. And he didn't. I probably had a really quiet. I mean, he just had a really quiet career. I mean, just with mm-hmm. the guys that were there. I mean, like he just wasn't the star, you know. But he was a damn good player. He may be one of those guys that falls late in draft that just is like an immediate impact type guy that nobody really sees coming. Yeah. You got anybody? You, you, you got anything on Quay? No, I, I mean, I, everything you said, I would agree with. I would love to get him late. He's a very solid linebacker under the radar that I would love to have on the Falcons. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. Um, and my last guy, Darian Beavers. This is one of my favorite guys. Um, and he, you know, this guy is your, when you think of linebacker, like this is, this is like oh, yeah. six foot four, 255 pounds. Like Shoot. he's almost a edge rusher, basically. Yeah. I mean, um, He's a three-star redshirt senior. He's a 4.0 GPA kid in high school, um, and super intelligent player. Um, is I'm a nerd that'll beat you up. How about that? I mean, and this is what's great from what. And I, I had questions going into the senior bowl. I was glad he went because I wanted to see how he was going to cover right. Um, mm-hmm. And he actually covered tight ends pretty damn well. I think mean, for that size, it was pretty impressive. Um, what does so he like, run? It does it say speed. is forty. Uh, no, that'll be an, that'll be I'll be interested to watch that though next yeah. next month at the uh, where yeah in a few days um, at the uh, combine but um, could possibly play Mike linebacker definitely got the size for it mm-hmm. uh, in the in the NFL but I mean in our in a, if we happen to get him I think ideally you know in the MPs three four man I mean as an outside guy mm-hmm. I mean my guy he would he would be a hell of a fit because I mean smart player. Um, you just, you never see him out of position. Like he's just, he's never just out there kind of guarding air. You know what I mean? Like you see yeah. some guys just kind of in the middle of nowhere, like just because they're supposed to be there, but like, he's not, he's not that type of guy. Like he, he, he finds himself where he's where he needs to be. Um, he's not someone you're going to drop deep into zone or anything like that. Cause he is six foot four, 255. I mean, he's, you know, that he does have some limitations based on his size. Um, but he did prove he could, he could, he could cover the tight ends, like I said, but super powerful, super explosive, um, he's more explosive than you would think for somebody that size. like this. You see him laterally moving down, running down running backs. I mean, it's, kind of, it's pretty surprising. Um, fits really well into a hybrid front, which again, I think really works well with what Pease wants to do. Um, they, uh, the draft network actually said that Belichick disciples would love this, like salivate over this guy because like of his versatility and what he could do in many different you know positions. Um, but just, I mean, like, they, I think they, I think they're the same, same one that said they had, he just has like tone setting aggressiveness. Like I, think mm-hmm. that was, I, thought, I thought that was the best phrase for him because like once he's in the game, he makes a few hits like the defense knows like, all right, here <laughs> yeah. we go. Like we're ready to, we're ready to go now. And, uh, but as a run defender, 
I mean, excellent. He excels as a run defender. And he's played, like I said, he's played, he's played Sam, he's played Willie, he's played Mike. Um, he can do pretty much anything at the linebacker position. So depending on what team drafts him, I'm sure that's what, you know, they'll probably have it in mind already where they want to put him. But mm -hmm. I would love, love, love to have this guy. And he might go, this might be like a third round type of guy like there. And he may go before that. If a team really, really falls in love with him and wants him, you know, on there, he may be a second round guy. Um, it's just so hard to predict, man. Like I just, it's just, this is, this is the toughest year for, to predict where these guys are going to land. Cause it's like the teams with the, and you got the quarterback class of Mike where uh, Troy, we talked about last week. I mean, the quarterbacks could mess up everything. I mean, they could, yeah. or, or they could help. I mean, you know, like they're, I think they're going to help us. I think they're help so us many teams that need yeah. a quarterback. It's only going to help us if some of these guys fall. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, because Mike, I mean, I think we talked about it, Mike, uh, uh, you know the quarterbacks class this year is not like fantastic yeah but there's a couple of guys that kind of like there's a, there's enough that makes teams want to like man but if he if he hits then yeah. you know we're going to be heroes you know so i think you know malik willis and kenny pickett like those guys are and if anybody they'll take a chance on this quarterback they always do that they'll yeah, pay exactly. you and take a chance and that just yep. goes well for us yeah i mean yep, if, exactly. if, if, yeah if any team moves up ahead a, a of eight to draft a quarterback then that that's fantastic for us because yeah. that's going to only help us you know and and I, I don't i mean you know a lot of apparently a lot of the um some of the reporters and, and media members really seem and i guess they i mean they've heard this from the team is the falcons really really love desmond ritter uh from cincinnati and they and, and they interviewed they were one of the first teams to interview him at the senior bowl um so Maybe we maybe we draft him in the second round as a quarterback, you know, as a, as a, as a backup to Matt, and then you know he may be the guy they plan on turning the reins over to. Who knows? But um, I would feel better about drafting the quarterback. I'm not opposed to it if we just stand pat as we are. But if if we do end up trading Calvin and or Grady and get another first round pick, I'll feel a lot better about taking a quarterback at that point in the second round. Yeah, I just, okay. feel, I just feel like you know, I mean, if we don't take a quarterback this year, I'm not. I'm not upset because I mean we we've got so many needs that I would love in this draft with so so much talent like that could immediately help us that we go get those guys yeah <laughs> and worry yeah. about worry about a quarterback next year because I don't I don't know that any of these quarterbacks are going to turn out to be like ten year starters in the NFL type mm -hmm. of thing you know so I could be totally wrong but I, that's just I, I'd be okay waiting the next year but we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. But. I have a question for the both of you. I'm gonna name three players, and you tell me if you think they ever playing again. You ever see um, Antonio Brown, uh, Tom Brady, um, and uh, Aaron Donald? Are they done, or you think they? Are you do you they playing? I think <laughs> I think Brady's done. I mean, I hate this. I uh, just. I don't know. I think he's done. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's coming back. Uh, I think that's more of a family type decision. I think for him, I, okay. I mean, could be totally wrong, but, um, uh, who'd you say Darren Donald? Yeah. I can see him walking away probably more than, than the, than like, I can see him walking away more than I can see Antonio. I think somebody will give Antonio Brown a shot again. Just, I, I just do. You do? <clears throat> I do. Me too. That's what I was, what I was going to say. He's too good. I mean, I know he's getting older, but, He's still got the skills. I mean, as long as you have that kind of ability, you're going to get a chance. Yeah. Do you think what, what has he done that's been any worse? That that's any worse than anything? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, like walking off the field. Okay, big deal compared yeah. to. Man. So yeah, well, I think he went and he got his X-rays right. He showed his X-rays online to prove that he had a yes. an injury. Yes. Oh. I mean, so, so he he didn't do that cardinal sin just yet. If he hadn't if he hasn't got banned from the NFL yet. He, yeah. Off the field yeah. is not going to do it. So. 
Do you yeah. think Tom Brady is done, Troy? I, I do. I mean, I, if, if he doesn't come back in the situation he's in with the Bucks, then what, why would he, you know, what's yeah. he going to go back to some other stack team? I mean, what, what team has the infrastructure more than the, the Bucks? Maybe the Titans? Yeah. I saw I saw one dude I saw one dude tweet uh, and I can't remember it was that he would be convinced he was convinced he was going to be the San Francisco 49ers quarterback next year. But uh, that would dude they drafted Trey Lance for a reason. I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, the only thing to me is maybe it was just impulsive and he he'll get that itch, you know, in the next couple months. But I think he's done. That's just me. Do you think Aaron Donald is done? The Donald man, I I mean, I. I can't get inside his head, obviously, but he, to me, he's just too good to retire. Like yeah. he's in the freaking prime of his career. I mean, why retire yeah. now? That's, I mean, I, I agree with that. I, I, I don't know why he would, as far as like mentally, but as, well, physically, I don't know why. Cause no, he's, no, no, he, he seems he's, like he, yeah, he yeah. seems like he's done everything he wants yeah. to do. So. But I mean, you look at his career just based on it. I know it's short, but you look at somebody like Calvin Johnson, like he didn't have the accolades that, or, or the success team wise that Aaron's had, but mm -hmm. what he's been defensive player of the year, what three times? Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh Super Bowl now. Um I mean, damn. I mean, if you're gonna go he out, I mean a, he pulled a Luke Keekley and just walked away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean maybe he wants to go out with his health and you yeah. know he's still got enough money for his grandkids to survive yeah. off of. So I mean, you know, I don't know. I wouldn't I would it wouldn't shock me. I mean I I I, you know, as as a, as a selfish football fan, I don't want to see him walk away. I I, same. same. Yeah. Seen, I think it would be a waste of his peak. It was like when Jordan took them two years off. You've yep, seen, you, you, like you wasted two peak. Who knows what we would have seen? You might would have seen yep. him better than ever. So, no, exactly. please. I, I hope he doesn't. Yep. Exactly. And please don't do that to me. Yeah, I want to see. <laughs> yep. Well, before we and move come on. back as a Falcon. No. There you go. Oh, now, now you're talking. Right. Yeah. Um, dude, there was some uh, when the Grady Jarrett talk started. They were like, "How, how, what would the Rams do to bring Grady out there and put him next to Aaron Donald?" Would that just be unfair? That's unfair. It'd be unfair. Uh, Roger Goodell would have to step in and say, <laughs> "The first time in history, we can't do this. It's unfair." That's uh, insane. <laughs> that would be uh, unfair. If I mean, how do you block that? You don't. No, you don't. Both both guys occupy two guys, right? So, yes, you don't block that. Yeah. Um. So before we move on to the much acclaimed and demanded <laughs> underrated overrated, which is everybody's favorite part of the show. Yeah. Uh, anybody got else anything to add from today's show guys? No, yeah. I'm just, uh, I just, I, I just thought it was dope to be on with Troy finally. Cause I heard him so much and I just, just I'm to be here with Troy is kind of dope. That's right. Yeah. I'm we gotta have, man. yeah, we gotta have, yeah, we gotta. So was it we're recording on a saturday and this is my last saturday for quite some time so we do it during a week now that i'm going to have yeah. available because liam's baseball starts up next week okay and that's every saturday and every sunday okay until the end of time so yeah okay um, yeah so, <laughs> yeah, so we do it during the week yeah we'll figure out a day during the week yeah and we'll get on and, and keep going but uh yeah it's and there might be some saturdays that you know yeah maybe, where we may be done earlier we play later yeah. in the day who knows, man, but it's, uh, yeah, it's about to get crazy again. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, so anyway, underrated, overrated, Mike, let's, uh, okay. Let's segment, I'll, buddy. I will kick it off. Underrated, overrated. I'm going to do underrated, uh, Allen Iverson. I hmm. think that, um, the dude gets his props, but, uh, Allen Iverson is, is, was, uh, skin and bones. When you saw him without his Jersey on, it was skin and bones. 
Uh, the dude, I don't think, was six feet tall. Uh, maybe the toughest player in the history of the sport. Uh, dominant, uh, amazing, and a hero to a bunch of kids all over the world, man. Before he came, everybody was kind of dressing like Jordan and had the fit that when Allen Iverson came, he literally changed the way everybody dressed, how their hair was, tattoos, and, and he took the bullet for a lot of people because he got dragged for all of that stuff. He had a lot of problems. They called him a hoodlum and everything. Uh, the dude has been through so much. I love Alan Iverson as a person. I uh, I look up to him. He's one of my heroes. A dude is pound for pound one of the greatest players. He gave Kobe problems, you know. Um, man, Alan Iverson is the truth in every way to me. I love the dude, man. I love him. Uh, Got to be underrated. He, and he does get his props, but I had to throw that. Um, no, it's probably I, good though because I mean, like the younger cats, man, they haven't watched him. They haven't seen. They didn't see him. They play. don't know. And he is. Uh, he started all the crossover and with the sweat, like he was doing uh, all. Um, yeah, he was dominant. Yeah, but just a dominant little man. And I don't know if y'all ever want to see something crazy. He has a poster. It's a Google image. You can go online, and it's him and all his injuries he ever had. Have y'all seen that? Mm -hmm. It's laundry list. It's like a white arrows and it just goes his head to his neck to, and it's just, and think about he do got up every one of those things. He's like Matt Ryan of basketball. So <laughs> love him. Like love him. Uh, I would say overrated is um, the expectation of Matt Ryan next year. Y'all hmm. going to really, because he getting paid that people will literally be expecting Matt Ryan and throw for 6,000 yards <laughs> and 240 touchdowns just because of the amount like y'all going he he will be able to do no right i was thinking about that during the show he will be able to do no right i mean any amount of interceptions uh, any struggles uh any snaps he botched he let matt ryan is in an impossible situation next year from the own fans in his state they're going hey, they're going to be on his ass so i just want to let y'all know the money is due. It's already earned. He didn't read it. It's already earned. He's getting this on the back end. Don't punish the man for being flexible. That was a favor to the team. Don't hold that against him and punish him. And don't expect him to do, and just don't expect him to have the best year of his career because of the cap hit he's causing the team. That's all. You know what else, too, is if we do draft a quarterback? Yeah. The first bad game, yes. the first bad throw. Yep. Yep. It's going to be man. I'm going to be honest. He always get treated unfairly, but next year I was thinking about that during the show. It'll be unreal because of, Oh, we paying him this and he's going to be a meme. <clears throat> he, why he going to be a meme? Mm -hmm. It's going to be bad. Yeah. I, I just, I just wonder at this point, are there people that are kind of on the fence about Matt? I feel like I'm not saying he's, he's obviously on a polarizing personality, but I feel like you kind of have, you're, you have a camp, you know, you're either in the pro yes. or whatever gets Matt camp. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like this year is going to really determine his. Yeah. At all. I mean, I, I maybe hope I'm wrong. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, man. I'm going to be honest. It shouldn't. Uh, that's the one player again. I don't want to go on a Matt rant, but I don't mind. Uh, that's the one player that, that just came to play every time, man. He's the reason yeah. for our success for over a decade. No doubt. Let's yep. give him props and that's don't true. expect him to come out and have 50 touchdowns, man. Come on. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Troy, yeah. you want to head up next? 
Yeah, so let's uh, start with overrated. And I hope this isn't too controversial, but um, I'm going to go hey, with we, Look, look, I started off with Friends. Then we had uh, JR yeah. Dragon's Chick-fil-A. Oh, Beyonce. We'll be dragging Beyonce. Beyonce, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, and by the way, the, 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 the pound for pound one with Chick-fil-A, I would have had to speak up on that one. See, see, see what I'm saying? It's been some controversial ones, so come on, Troy, <laughs> drop one on us. Come no, on. So, so, so I'm going with Kim Kardashian. Who? And, and, and Kim Kardashian, and better, better okay. yet, for that matter, all of the Kardashians. Um, is this underrated or overrated? Th- th- this is this is overrated. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Come on. So so I'm all about capitalism. I'm, I'm not going to criticize anyone's way of making a living. Believe me, I'm the last person to do that. And, and I, I'm not really going to criticize the fact that that family has found a way to make many, many, God knows how many millions of dollars from basically having zero talents. Mm-hmm. Or I, and in Kim's case, I guess she has one talent. But 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 I guess yeah. I do blame the people, and, and uh, I hope my wife can't hear me for for being the ones to actually care about what the, what those people are up to, and yeah, and indirectly paying their bills. But yeah, the, yeah. the Kardashian family in general is unbelievably overrated, and I have no idea why they're why we even know who they are. We getting canceled this season, John. I'm telling you, we because it's like we it's like South Park. We go further every every, every go time. every time every time. Is it underrated? Or you got you... another one, Troy? So, so yeah, I have an underrated. Um, this is just kind of a, a personal story of mine. So my my wife grew up with her family having a hot tub for pretty much their entire life. So she's been on me for the last now almost nine years, believe it or not, of, of our marriage about getting a hot tub, right? And, and I've always pushed back, you know, oh, they're overpriced and it's going to be another thing to collect dust outside. So I guess about a month ago, I finally bit the bullet and bought a hot tub, right? Okay. And, and b- before, I, before I go on, let me just caveat, this isn't a hot tub. This is an inflatable hot tub. So this is, you know, I'm kind of a redneck. So this is like, like John's $15 mic, you know, this is an Amazon special, cheapo, budget, inflatable hot tub. And, and this is kind of like an experiment, you know, like, okay, Mandy, you like hot tubs. Let's, let's get you a hot tub. Right. So I will say, you know, here we are a month later and basically every night that it's not like ridiculously bad weather, put the kids to bed at seven o'clock, whatever. And me and Mandy go get in that hot tub. And we absolutely love it. So underrated and inflate, not just a hot tub, but an inflatable hot tub. From- that is so dope. That is so dope. <laughs> Damn, I may have to go. Uh, yeah, see what I'm saying? Hey, look, Dan, I'm going to tell you, he just sold so many inflatable hot tubs. Come on, yeah, Amazon we, sponsor. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we don't have a Coleman endorsement, but I guess we yeah. want to go for yeah, it. I, I already. Mm. Yeah, Col- yeah, Coleman hot tub is like, uh, I don't even know what, what they're, it was on sale. I'll say that. Of course it was on sale, but they're like a fraction, and I mean like a fraction. Oh, sure. No, the cost of it. But how do you fill it up, Troy? Like, would you put water in it and it, and it heats dude, up? Dude, dude I'm, I'm learning all this right now. But, yeah, so you put, you know, just your hose. You, you fill it up with water. I think it's like 200 gallons. Took a couple hours, a few hours to fill up. And it it has like a heater, right? A, a pump or whatever the right term is. Like, a, I guess like a normal hot tub would have. But it took about, about a day, probably 12 hours or so to heat up. And... The bit so that's like that's really the only like whatever you want to call it of yeah. setup, right? It, I mean it blows up in like 10 seconds. The tricky thing we've learned is like the the chemicals, right? You have to and luckily my wife's taking taking on that project. She's all about the mixing of the pH and the chlorine or whatever. 
but the chemicals is the problem. Like, and, and there may be reasons for this, but when we get in, sometimes it's like foamy or it's, you know, it's just kind of feels weird, you know, sticky mm-hmm. or whatever. So, 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 yeah. so, so I, I, I will say that the chemical side of it is an important component that you want to stay on top of. This is okay. not a chemical issue. Right. I know what this is. Yeah. But but, but anyways, anyways, highly, highly underrated hot tubs. Inflatable hot tub. You heard it here first, out of your falcon mind. I mean, I already do the bourbon at night before. So like this may just, you know, bourbon cigar. That's what I how dope is that? It's like it's like the the holy trinity of that. Bourbon cigar, inflatable hot tub. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. that's dope. Yeah, I may have to look into that one. All right. So for me, I got uh, the two as well. So Bring underrated. It home, Johnny Apes. So underrated, um, and this may seem kind of weird because they still exist, but they're just not used that much anymore. Magazines, like like getting a magazine, like in real oh, Okay. Because, and this, the only reason I say this, listen, is uh, because uh, we were at the store, right? And and Liam picked up like a Time magazine. It had like uh, the history of Marvel in it, right? And he starts looking through it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty damn cool. Okay. And uh, and then, you know, like, but I just did, for some reason, it ticked in my head, like, shit, he's never actually, you know, like I got him a subscription to Sports Illustrated for kids because, you know, yeah. like, you know to have that. So he, he's had that. But like, when I was a kid, like my first, like I used to love like Slam. Y'all remember Slam magazine? Like, yeah, still, yeah. Like that was like I got a membership to that. Like as soon as like, I think it started in '94, and mm-hmm. I and I bought like so like I couldn't wait to get that magazine in the mail. Mm-hmm. Like that Sports Illustrated, like this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But like just because everybody now just goes online, looks at shit, you know, whatever. Yeah. Which is fine, but I just man, I miss uh, I kind of miss like just having that magazine to flip yeah. through and you know read yeah. and whatever. I don't know. It's kind of like, like a CD cover almost. You, yeah. Remember yeah. when you could flip into the CD? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was probably one of the last friends down. Like I, I I got a newspaper up until like two years ago because yeah. like my dad always I, it, it was like clockwork. I go get my newspaper for the newspaper for my dad like every morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be in the dresser. I could get it for him. And he would save me the sports page. She put it to the side, you know. So it was just yeah. something about like holding the paper, you know, going through yeah. it. I don't know. It's just that I just yeah. that hit me. I was like, yeah, magazines. Yeah, I missed that. <laughs> magazines, um, buddy. Overrated. Um, I don't have McDonald's much anymore. Um, okay. I, I try I try to avoid it, you know, for most uh because you know, just I had it so much as a teenager and in college that I don't need to have it as really I've had my feel of it. But you know the fries. You know I did. I, I missed having the fries because I liked them a lot. Um, I don't know if something changed or maybe it's just me. But the fries let me down big time last week. I went to go get. Uh, I just got some nuggets and, and some fries. I was, I was looking more for it more toward to the fries, and uh, just ass for the most part. Like I, I can I can I could name you six different restaurants I do that get fries from now. And like and, and that's you know that's like their calling card, right? McDonald's fries. Yeah most amazing thing ever and uh yeah i mean i just not where i remember like it was just it was a bummer because i was like i was looking so forward to it there's like it was barely salty it just tasted like i was just chewing on like crispy plastic or some shit so i'm gonna tell you what is hilarious um uh, a few days ago i had a t- i've hadn't had those in a long time i said i want some mcdonald's fries just see i was in line did the same thing you did well i'm here i should get some nuggets too Mm-hmm. Uh, the fries were trash. They weren't salty enough, and they were crisp. They were hard. All yeah, of them were hard. right. Like it really sucked. It was, a, and I was like, I didn't even want to eat this. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, you know. You let me down, McDonald's. I don't know what you, they may have changed. The you know, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean I, I remember, and I remember your story from, you know, a few months ago when you almost killed yourself eating the Big yeah. Mac or whatever. So it like my stomach up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah, that was, that was just, yeah, that was disappointing. Man. So yeah, overrated McDonald's fries. Mm-hmm. McDonald's fries. No, no longer do it for me. Uh, try checkers fries, ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. <laughs> Is that where it's at? Yeah. The checkers fries. Ah, yeah. All right. Well, um, guys, we appreciate y'all listening. It has been, uh, we probably went a long one today, but it's okay. We had a good time. Put together some good uh, Falcons talk, some good linebacker talk. So let us know if y'all agree with any of those uh, prospect diagnosis, I guess you could call it. We and did. y'all let us know who who's not in the top two picks that they listed that y'all think would be a great steal like in the later rounds. I would love to know that who somebody think is a, like a diamond in the road, like a gem we could get. That yeah. who's who's not really hyped, just somebody you see talent like um Aaron Rodgers went in the sixth, didn't he? No, he was a uh, 23rd pick overall. He was supposed to go Tom, like Tom, higher Tom, though. Tom Ooh. Brady, then uh Tom, well, Tom like Brady, Tom Brady, yeah. To, yeah, like yeah. like like Tom Brady. Like, I wanna just if you see somebody like that, y- y'all let us know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said, because there's there's other linebackers that we didn't cover, but we just wanted to get you know. 10, 12 of them that were kind of prominent or a few of the guys are kind of under the radar that, you know, had good seasons that people are not really talking about. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, at the beginning of the show, you guys uh, reach out to us uh, out of your Falcon mind on, on Instagram, out of your effing mind on uh, Twitter, email us at ATL Falcon Fancast like JD did. We appreciate it, JD. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week. Uh, I don't know what day yet. We'll figure it out guys. And uh, so we got Chris. Yeah. We'll have Chris next week for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk. Troy, you're welcome to come on, man. We're going to talk to Chris. Hey, about hey, the, uh, Troy, that'd be amazing if we can get. Hey, uh, can we do that, John? Get all five? What do you mean? Four? It would be five. It would be, hold on, four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did that. I mean, we done that last time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Troy, you got to come on, man. It'd be dope to have yeah, you. Yeah, another, another LSU guy for you. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris is the man. Yeah. Hold on, yeah. Troy. So I got a question. <laughs> the last thing I got to, before we go. Um, you're from Louisiana. You moved to Georgia. How does your family dynamic work with who's a Falcon fan and who's a Saints fan? Great question. So my dad, you know, he, he went to LSU and raised us. I have a brother that John met earlier. John's age, two years older. And he went, so he, he, we were raised to be LSU fans, right? And all okay. my, all my extended family either went there or he's still there, whatever friends or, or fans, I should say. For whatever reason, we were not raised to be Saints fans. My dad grew up a Vikings fan, just for whatever weird reason, living in Atlanta. He was a Fran Tarkenton and Purple People Eaters back in the 70s or whatever it was. So he was kind of, he kind of grew up as a Vikings fan. And I will say, like, even a lot of my extended family that's that's still there, they're not, in some ways, Baton Rouge is, and not to everyone, but some ways a different world than New Orleans. You know, they kind of like, oh, yeah, that's the smelly Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah. You know, we live in Baton Rouge, not that it's that much nicer or whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, you know what I'm saying? So, so a lot of my family is huge LSU fans, but not huge Saints fans. Some of them are, some of them aren't, but for whatever reason, I was not raised as a Saints fan. So yeah, when we moved here, like John said, when I was, you know, a, a kid, we were pretty much just adapted to hometown teams other than LSU and became Braves fans, uh, Hawks fans, Falcons fans, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, that's kind of how, how, how that worked for me. I mean, I, I will say I'm not a typical Falcon Saints hater, I guess. You know, I'm right. blood, you know, thirsty hate for the Saints like a lot of Falcons fans do. 
but I'm, I, I do not consider myself a Saints fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we already talked to Chris. So, Chris, uh, for you guys that haven't listened to us before, Chris is um, a he's from Louisiana as well. Um, huge LSU fan, also a huge Saints fan. So, we had Chris on uh, to preview both of our Saints games earlier in the season last mm-hmm. season, and he'll be a, he'll be a regular on the show, like when we yeah. play him and in the off season because good friend of ours and uh he knows basically we just want to get into what the saints do in this offseason because obviously there's been a lot of changes uh yeah. sean payton gone and i mean this cap situation they have is you think ours is bad just go google what the saints situation is down there yeah. you know, y'all feel a lot better about where we're at um but yeah so he's just want to come on he's going to talk about that and uh maybe where they're what they're looking at in the draft and just kind of because who why you know who better to see what our enemies are up to, you know. By I was going to say, man, so. milk him for information, if for nothing else, and That's just right. feed it to Arthur Blank. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll figure out a day to, to come on, get him on. And like I said, Troy, if you can come on, man, that'd be great. The four of us, we can sit there and chat about it. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back. Um, thank you guys again. Can't, uh, can't tell you enough how much we appreciate you listening. Go tell your friends, tell your family, tell all your Falcons uh, people that you know that uh, give us a listen, give us a five-star review, subscribe, and follow uh or subscribe and like i'm sorry on uh, on youtube and uh, we will keep this thing growing and we might if actually uh we we could probably do a live stream actually with uh with chris you know because yeah. we're, we're, we're we'll live stream occasionally you know i think we should do that on like kind of special occasion type deals so mm-hmm. yeah we'll, we'll work on doing that yeah and like john said i gotta uh reiterate man y'all go and y'all can give us that five star review for free y'all can support for free um, it will literally take 10 seconds of your life. You can go do it right after you listen to this. Yep. Just go do it. That's a big help. 10 seconds and it's free. Yeah. And it'll just make us feel a little bit better, at least, you know, for doing all this research, you yeah. know, uh, for free. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what <laughs> I'll cry in the shower if you don't. Right. We don't yeah. need Mike crying in the shower. It's just yeah, a bad visual. Yeah. Just a yeah. bad visual. Yeah. That's you don't want guys. me you know, trashing sofas and man, burning carpets and putting holes in, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta stop no. wetting. You gotta stop wetting the entire sofas, dude. Yeah, exactly. How? I took a shower with a sofa <laughs> out of my falcon mind. All right, boys. We'll catch y'all next week out of your falcon mind. We appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Peace. <laughs>